You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's gracious help in Ramat Beit Shemesh Israel in 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Acharemos. In Parsha's Acharemos, the Torah goes through the entire service of the Kohen Gadol of the High Priest in the Beis Hamikdash, in the Holy Temple, or in the times of the wilderness, when the Jews were in the wilderness, in the Mishkan, in the Tabernacle. It goes through the entire service from beginning to end. And before I get into the point that I'd like to bring out of the Parsha, I want to ask a question. And this question has to do with the Seder. And it's something that you can think about from now until the Seder on Shabbos. You can perhaps give this over at your Seder. And the question is like this. At the very end of the Seder, we have a number of different songs. You know, if you make it there, you're still awake or you're not too high from the fourth, fourth cup of wine. So we have these songs. We have Chad Gadia, and we have Echad Miyodea, One is Hashem. And these songs are unusual. They remind one of a childhood song, you know, like the song, I know an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she f- swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. I know an old lady, she swallowed a frog. I don't know what She swallowed a frog to catch the fly. I don't know why she f- swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. And it keeps going, and it keeps going, and round and round. And you keep adding on a layer and coming back bringing it back to the original the original thought. And we have this type of song in this in the Seder. Unusual type of song. And specifically the, the one that I'd like to discuss is the song Echad Miyodeh, who knows one, I know one, one is Hashem. And then we say who knows two, two are the luchos, are the tablets, and we go to three, and each time we say three are the fathers, two are the luchos, and one is Hashem. Four, we add on the layer of four. Four are the mothers, three are the fathers, two are the luchos, one is Hashem. Every time we keep coming back to one is Hashem. What's the understanding? Why do we have this unusual type of song? So I once had a nice thought, and this is not my main thought here that I'm going to discuss today, but just quickly to give it to you because it's a nice, sweet idea. And that was that the whole idea of the Pesach Seder, or one of the main themes of the Pesach Seder, you have grandparents, and you have children, and you have grandchildren, everyone's sitting together, we're giving over the Mesorah, the tradition, and this, we know everything that we have today is from our parents, and our grandparents, and our great-grandparents, everything goes back. And the power of our tradition is that we know that our parents wouldn't lie to us because they would never give us something that's not true. And we know if they are testifying to the veracity of this tradition, that it really did happen, it's really true. The Jews really were enslaved in Egypt, and they really came out of Egypt, and God really saved them with these unbelievable miracles. And God is going to perform miracles for us soon in the near future. And God has performed miracles for us throughout the generations they've sought to destroy us. As that famous story with a certain king in Europe who said to one of his holy men, one of his religious leaders, he said to him, prove to me that God exists. And he kept trying proof after proof, and, he, and, and the king wasn't convinced. And finally the man said, The proof is the Jews, sire, the Jews. Because the fact that we've existed throughout all the generations, unbelievable, it's a miracle. That's something that we mention, and we know that it's true, because our parents told us it's true, and their parents, going back, all that we have today has to be built. If you want to create a new generation of Jews, it has to be built on the past. As long as we're connected to that past, that beautiful, vibrant past, as long as we have a basis, a solid foundation in the Mesorah and the traditions, then we can build another level. That's the message of the Seder. That's the message of these songs. Every time we build a new level, we want to say, the bottom line is you have to come back. One is Hashem. 
You want to say a new level. Two are the luchos, one is Hashem. Three are the fathers, two are the luchos, one is Hashem. Every time you build a successive layer, you always have to make sure it's laid soundly upon the previous layers, upon the previous generations. That's the understanding of these songs. That was a thought that I had. But I'd like to focus specifically on this song, One is Hashem. Why is it that we keep coming back to that? How is it that One is Hashem is a central theme that we see throughout the Pesach Seder? Why is that so? What is its special significance here? So now, I'd like to take you to this week's Parsha, Acharemos. And in this week's Parsha, so the Torah describes the holiest, the greatest, the highest part of this high holiday service, of the Yom Kippur service, was when the Kohen Gadol, he would come inside the Holy of Holies in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Holy Temple. He would come into that place where no one was allowed to go. Only one person on one day of the year, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, was allowed to enter that place. And that place was an unbelievable place. It was a place beyond space. In fact, the Arna Kodesh, the Holy Ark that was inside of that Holy of Holies, it didn't take up any space. If you would calculate how much space there was on the floor from, from the wall to the Aron, and from the other side of the Aron to the wall, and you would calculate how much space there was in the entire Holy of Holies, the Arna Kodesh didn't take up any space. That was the physical reality. The physical reality was that the regular rules of the physical universe did not apply there. And that was where the Kohen Gadol would go in on Yom Kippur. Now, what was special about this place? What happened in this place why was this such an integral component of the Kohen Gadol's worship? So I'd like to share with you two different Gemars that clearly demonstrate the power and the awesomeness and the spirituality that existed in that space and what it represented, what it was. The first Gemar I'd like to share with you is a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah asks, Why is it that when the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would go into the Lifnai Vilifnim, inside the Kodesh HaKadashim, inside the Holy of Holies, why is it that he would change out of his gold investments into his white garments? Why? What's the understanding? So the Gemara explains, Ein Kateger Nasisaneger. Because we have a concept that a Kateger, a prosecutor, cannot become a defender. Because gold, gold is something that reminds Hashem of the Mida, of the attribute of justice of strict justice. And when the Kohen Gadol is coming in, he's coming inside there, so he has to be dressed in white. White reminds Hashem of Rachamim, of mercy. We don't want strict justice, we want mercy. So he dresses in white as opposed to gold. Now follow this carefully, because this is the point. The Gemara there says that for the same reason, a prosecutor cannot become a defender. For the same reason, in the base HaMikdash, when they would blow the shofar, they would have on the mouthpiece, right past where the mouth was, they would have a silver lining, a silver cover. And the Gemara says, why was it silver and not gold? The Gemara answers for the same reason. A prosecutor cannot become a defender. The Gemara says, what do you mean? The shofar is blown outside of the Kodesh HaKadashim. The shofar is blown outside of the Holy of Holies. So what's the problem? We see that the Kohen Gadol, he, he wears these gold investments as long as he's outside. So the Gemara answers that since the shofar is bringing up our good mention in front of Hashem, directly in front of Hashem, you can't have gold on the shofar. What we see from this is that just as the shofar is bringing our mention directly up in front of Hashem, it's literally standing in front of Hashem and therefore can't be made out of gold, so that it shouldn't, heaven forbid, remind Hashem of His attribute of divine justice, but rather, it must remind Hashem of His attribute of mercy. So too, 
when the Kohen Gadol, this high priest, goes in to the Lefnaiv Lefnim, to the Holy of Holies, he's also standing directly in front of Hashem. Unbelievable. Can you imagine that? You could walk into a space, into a place, into a place on this earth, and all of a sudden you're standing in front of the Kisei HaKavod, of the Divine Throne, Hashem's Throne, you're standing in front of Hashem. That's what happened when you would go inside of the Kodesh HaKadashim, inside of the Holy of Holies. That's one Gemara. There's another Gemara, it's a Gemara in Brachos. The Gemara says, Tanya, Amri Bishmel ben Elisha, Pamachas nechnasti laktir kataris lefnaiv Elisha, he was the Kohen Gadol. He says, one time, I came to bring this Ketoris. He was involved on, Rosh, on, I'm sorry, on Yom Kippur, in, this, in the middle of the Avoda, in the middle of all of this service, the Yom Kippur service, and he comes inside, Lefnev Lefnim, into the Holy of Holies. And he, the, part of his job was to bring the Ketoris, to bring this incense. He says, I saw Hashem. Unbelievable. He walks into Lifnaiv Lifnim, into the Holy of Holies. He sees Hashem sitting there on his throne. So Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha describes how Hashem says, Give me a bracha. Unbelievable thing. Can you imagine? Hashem comes to you and says, Give me a bracha. So he says, Give you a bracha. So Hashem says, Yes, give me a bracha. And he says, My bracha is, You are rachamim, your mercy should overcome your anger. And he continues to say how Hashem should act with racham and with mercy. And after this blessing, so Hashem acknowledged that the blessing was indeed appropriate. Again, we see this idea that you came lifnev lifnim, you came inside. The Kohen Gadol will come inside there into this Holy of Holies. And he would experience this unbelievable revelation. He would experience, he would see the Kisei HaKavod. He would be in front of Hashem literally, as literally as you can, you can imagine it. We don't know what that means. We don't know what he saw. But that's what happened. Now what's the message of this? What do we see? We see that this is the apex, the pinnacle, the highest point of Yom Kippur when the Kohen Gadol will go in there. And what was the purpose of his entering into the Kodesh HaKadashim? To arouse Hashem's mercy. He would come there, he would be in front of Hashem, and the point was to arouse Hashem's mercy, to look down upon the people of Israel with Rachamim. There's something fundamental that I mentioned in my podcast about Yom Kippur, and, I, and it bears mentioning here again because it really connects to Pesach. And that is that we find on Yom Kippur that no matter who you are, it doesn't matter how connected a Jew is, somehow he finds his way to a shul on Yom Kippur. He finds his way to a synagogue on Yom Kippur. And the amazing thing is that you find the same exact thing happens on Pesach. It doesn't matter how far a Jew is away from Judaism. Jews connect to Pesach. They're there. They're, they're doing the Seder. They may not be doing it as religious or as great as possible, but it's there. They're, they're connected to it. It's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable thing. And the reason is, on, on Yom Kippur specifically, this is something that I said in that podcast, the reason on Yom Kippur is because the Yom Kippur is the day that we reveal that ultimate essence of the Jew, that point, that pintalayid, that drop, that connection to Hashem. And it's not a coincidence that the Kohen Gadol is able to enter into the Lefnaiv Lefnim, into the Holy of Holies, and see Hashem on that day, so to speak. Because on that day, all of the Jews reveal their true essence. And because all of the Jews reveal their essence, the Kohen Gadol is able to go in, riding on the power of the Jews revealing their essence, the essence of connection to Hashem, and he's able to have the ultimate experience of Hashem. Similarly, I believe, this is my own understanding, and I believe it's true. A similar thing happens on Pesach. It's unbelievable. This is so inspiring to me. I, I hope it inspires you as well. 
in the country of Israel, in this country, it's illegal to sell chametz. It's illegal to sell bread. Unbelievable. And recently there was talk about changing the law, what's called public, or an understanding of the law, what's called selling it in public, different things. Maybe this is considered in public, this is not. And even the most secular Jews came out against changing the law. This is something that we do. We are Jews. We do not sell chametz on Bezai. We do not sell any bread. We don't eat bread. This is something that we do. You come to this country, everywhere you go, doesn't matter who the person is, you go to a park, everyone's on vacation now, you go to a park on Pesach, everyone, no yarmulke, doesn't matter what's on their head, everyone's eating matzah, it's unbelievable, what an incredible merit for our people. But what happens, there's something that happens on Pesach, that's happening also in Yom Kippur, and that thing that happens is there's a, there's a connection. We connect in to Hashem directly. There's an unbelievable shefa, this divine influx that comes down. You know, when we celebrate a holiday, we're not celebrating something that happened in the past. We're not, this is our national exodus and now we're free. That's not, has, no, it has nothing to do with something that happened in the past. We relive those things because there's a special shefa. Like I said, there's this influx. There's a spiritual power that comes down. In fact, this power was there even before. We know the Avos, our holy forefathers, they kept what it said in the Torah. In fact, they ate matzah on Pesach. Eating matzah on Pesach? Why were they eating matzah on Pesach? The answer is because there's a special divine influx, a certain spiritual light that comes down during this time. And they were able to attune themselves to that. And it's something that Jews, wherever they are, attach themselves to. And this light is the ultimate shining of light from Hashem. And when, when a Jew, doesn't matter where he is, when a Jew exists during this time, he gets lit up by that light. He's connected to Hashem. He's connected directly in. He connects to that neshama, that pintaliyid, that little piece, that spark, that chelakilokamimal, that piece of Hashem that's inside of every Jew. It doesn't matter where they are. They still connect. They still feel that need. They have to make that seder. They have to eat that matzah. But what does it all come down to? It all comes down to that spark inside that one is Hashem. That's one of the reasons I believe that we sing this song, we say, one is Hashem. And we say, two are the Luchos, and one is Hashem. Three are the fathers, and two are Luchos, and one is Hashem. Four are the mothers, three are the fathers, two are the Luchos, and one is Hashem. We keep coming back, one is Hashem, one is Hashem, one is Hashem. Because that's the essence of, of what Pesach is. That's the essence of what happens on Pesach. The, the soul of a Jew gets lit up. It sparks, it fires, it flames. If you have the right intentions, if you have the right mindset you can tap into something incredible beyond you you can you can tap into the entire jewish nation getting together and saying one is hashem hashem is one that's it he made us his nation we are unique one is hashem and we are one we are one with hashem we become one with hashem because hashem took us out he made us into his nation forever for all time for eternity we are connected to him because of this unbelievable thing he did for us he saved us from egypt this unbelievable hardship one is Hashem. In every generation they get up, they want to destroy us. And Hashem saves us. One is Hashem. That's the message throughout. Everything that's going on, the Pesach Seder, it's all just about one is Hashem and how Hashem, He saves us. He's taking care of us. Hallelujah. We, we praise Hashem. When we're eating, we're thinking about Hashem. We're saying Divrei Torah. The whole, the whole Seder is centered around giving over this to our children. This idea that one is Hashem. There's only one Hashem. He chose us to be His nation. He, he made us His nation forever. I want to wish you a good Shabbos. I want to wish you to have a beautiful Chag Kosher Rishameach. A kosher and beautiful, happy Passover. 
and I hope that you enjoyed this Dvar Torah, and I hope that you can maybe share it at your Seder, and please try your best, if you can, to take the opportunity, the, Pes- the Pesach Seder gives us this unbelievable opportunity to connect to Hashem, to connect to other Jews, to bring ourselves close to Him, and connect to Hashem in the most unbelievable way possible. 